Pop Health Podcast is a public service of 24-hour home care. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Pop Health Podcast. This is Gavin Ward, host of Pop Health Podcast. In today's episode, I had the opportunity to sit down with Don Antonucci, Senior Vice President of Growth for Blue Shield of California. Now, Don has had a lot of experience and success with the blues from the East Coast to the West Coast, and he actually breaks down what the blues uh, means uh, in the insurance world. Now, Don will also talk about the partnership between AAA of Northern California and Blue Shield of California and how that's benefiting its members. Don also talks about his new podcast, which he and Blue Shield are bringing some of the best thought leaders in healthcare to this new platform. We hope you enjoy today's episode. And of course, you can find other episodes of Pop Health Podcast by checking us out at pophealthpodcast.com, of course, on YouTube, and we have Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple Music as well. Thanks, everybody. Enjoy the show. Don, thanks so much for joining the show today. We always like to open the show and get to know the guest a little bit. So would you mind sharing with the audience something about you that might surprise your coworkers or colleagues, something outside of the workplace? Yeah, I think uh, what it makes me think about is sort of some of my first jobs uh, over the over the summer. And I had a unique one uh, when I was uh, in high school and then going into college. I started out as a greenie in uh, the Palisades, New York, which is working at a campground and um, also a lake beach, Lake Welch Beach in New York, which is about 30 miles um, from New York City. And a greenie would go around wearing a green shirt and pick stick uh, trash and, you know, clean facilities, cut lawns, and then uh, worked my way up and got promoted to a park ranger that was uh, that, that I worked at when I was over college over the summers. And really what that entailed was patrolling the campground at night uh, and, you know, making sure everything was good and then spending some time over on the lake side as well, Lake Welch. And uh, for a whole lot of reasons, um, it was a great experience, probably not what you would think about as a traditional park ranger, but yeah. something that definitely provided me some early skills in, in uh, relating to and working with all different types of people. That's great. We share uh, we share something similar in common. I uh, didn't do exactly that, but I was a camp counselor. We had a theme that you'd probably appreciate called clean and beautiful. Uh, just keeping the camp, keeping the camp clean. So you're working at a campsite as a park ranger in New York. Is that where you grew up? It is. I grew up in the Washingtonville, New York area, which is really close to West Point, New York. And, uh, you know, it was a it was a great place to uh, to grow up and live. I was born in Troy, New York, which is near Albany, New York. But we uh, my family ended up in Washingtonville, New York. And so, uh, you know, it was just under an hour from New York City. uh, And it was, you know, just a a really, you know, a, a nice place to grow up. Nice. So New York, I don't really hear an accent there. Um, and I've met a few folks, not from the main city, like the Manhattan area, but from outside of that area. And I don't know if it's a thing, but it's the, the people I've met outside of that area don't have the accent as much. Do people ever tease you like, hey, where's the accent? You know, a little bit. I, I've been now on the West Coast for about 10 years. And I would say that I never really had a strong accent. But when I still, whether it's family or maybe former colleagues that I worked with back in the day, it's words like uh, coffee, you know, that come up and <laughs> words like that, that you hear it and you're like, wow, okay, that, that's, what, that's what it sounds like. So 
whenever I do speak with somebody, you know, from New York or on the East Coast and I hear that accent, it just brings back great memories. Nice. Uh, so you grew up in New York, uh, you went to school in New York, and I noticed you majored in poli-sci. So were you ever thinking of going into politics or working in government? Tell us about that. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting. That's right, exactly what I was looking to do. I went to uh, college at uh, State University in New York at Cortland, also SUNY Cortland, and uh, majored in political science, and then uh, decided to go on and get a master's degree in public policy analysis uh, and administration from Binghamton University, which is, which is in New York near Syracuse. And uh, I really did think, all right, I had interest in environmental policy and uh, healthcare policy. And I thought, hey, you know, I'm probably headed towards something in politics. And in fact, even after getting that master's, I'm like, I probably am gonna go to law school at some point and get that law degree and all that, which never happened. Um, and uh, for a whole lot of reasons, but uh, yeah, that was an area of interest for me at the time. Okay, cool. So you go to school for poli-sci. What made the shift from that line of thinking well, I guess technically there could be a relation to healthcare, but how did you end up in healthcare? It really was the, you know, so it was mid nineties and I graduated from uh, Binghamton University with my master's and I knew I needed to get a, a that first professional job. And because I was interested in environmental and health policy and I'd taken some courses in statistics and survey research, it just happened to be that my first job I landed was in New York City at HIP Health Plan of New York, which is uh, for folks that aren't familiar with HIP, it was like a, you know, kind of Kaiser model HMO in New York City, group model HMO. And uh, I started my career there um, doing survey research for about five and a half years at HIP in my career. And uh, that's that's really how I got involved in healthcare and started. So that's, that's literally was it. Okay, nice. So um, looking at your background, you've been in healthcare for quite a long time. Also, you know, for me growing up, before I got into healthcare, when I heard of like Anthem or Blue Cross or Blue Shield, I kind of thought all of those companies were one and the same. Obviously, uh, for most of you listening, you probably know they're not. Um, when did you end up working for an Anthem or Blue Shield organization, Blue Cross Blue Shield organization? Yeah, I, I actually, my first entry into the blues, and I've worked for a variety of blue plans actually, was at Horizon Blue Cross and Blue Shield of New Jersey. And that's where I really started to open up my world and understand more about how the blues operated and how it works. Um, and since then went on to other blue plans and, uh, and led other blue plans. But, you know, it can be confusing for folks. And, you know, there's, I think, 36 now independent licensees of the Blue Cross Blue Shield Association. California in particular happens to be one of those rare situations in states where there's two competing blues. So we're Blue Shield of California. I'd say the difference is, you know, just in one, it's a it's a separate organization. Number two, you know, we're, we happen to be a, a tax paying nonprofit, you know, blue plan with a very specific North Star and mission that we have as a company. So that's where some of the differences come in, where the blues really end up connecting and working together is, you know, we're Blue Shield of California, but we operate and work nationally because we connect to those other uh, local blue plan arrangements and provider networks and such uh, to, to bring it together, which is really the power um, in, in many years that I've worked in blue plans of the blues in, in many regards. Okay, great. So tell me about your career with the, I guess, the blues. 
Um, you mentioned you started in New York, you some time in New Jersey, and then just doing my research, you mentioned you've been out West for 10 years now. So did you start with the blues on the East or was that out West? I started with the blues on the East Coast and it was back in the year 2000 that I started with Horizon Blue Cross Blue Shield in New Jersey. And since that point, with the exception of a year and a half where I was at a sort of a startup entrepreneurial company before coming to Blue Shield, I'd been with the blues. And so I went from Horizon uh, where I again did a little bit of research, got into product development type of work there. We spent a couple of years there. And then I actually worked at Anthem Blue Cross and Blue Shield based in Maine. And I was there uh, for about seven and a half years. And I got involved in marketing analytics, their strategy. And it was for me a pivotal moment in my career because I moved into sales management. And uh, that was a big deal because when I moved into sales management while there, I realized one, I love it. And the reason I loved it was you get in front of actual customers, you get in front of you know the distribution channels, the brokers, the consultants. And for me, it was such a nice move coming from very much a research analytic strategy world to one where I could actually use that knowledge and actually make things happen in, in a market and work with teams was really important. And then, you know, after about seven and a half years there, I uh, moved to Pacific Northwest and, um, and ended up at uh, Regents Blue Cross Blue Shield of Oregon and Regents and the parent company Canby is in four states. So just had some great opportunities there. Went from sales management into president roles there, leading markets. So I led the Oregon plan. I led the Blue Shield, Regents Blue Shield of Washington State plan as well. And, uh, you know, it was just, it, it was a great um, amount of uh, success and fun, but it also opened up my world when I went into those roles of not just working with customers and brokers, but also the providers, you know, hospitals. And, and uh, it was just really rewarding. And then just to kind of round it out, I then decided to leave the world of health insurance and healthcare and leave the blues because I was like, I've been doing this for a long time. At that point, it was 2017. And I had an entrepreneurial itch that I needed to scratch. And I said, I'm going to go try this. And I went to a, an advanced technology company startup and did that for about a year and a half and had a great time, learned a lot about artificial intelligence, machine learning, analytics, and, um, and basically... What I realized I missed was a lot of the leadership uh, things. It was a really small startup. And so the opportunity came up at Blue Shield of California. I knew, had met our CEO, um, Paul Markovich in the past and got to meet the leadership team there and, and the role. And for me, you know, going back into the, you know, back into healthcare, let alone another blue plan was really about, it was the, Blue Shield is really one of the first times that I entered a, a company that I felt had the balance of, both mission vision, but also execution. And I feel like I worked at a lot of organizations where it was either heavy on the vision, um, maybe maybe a little bit lighter on the execution or much more in the execution, a little bit lighter on the vision. Yeah. And so Blue Shield of California balanced that for me. I think you phrased uh, the last couple of sentences there very well without uh, throwing anybody uh, <laughs> bus there. Well said, I agree with you and uh, a pretty eloquent statement. So. You mentioned uh, analytics growing up in your younger career. Um, my day job and my career has mostly been business development and sales. And to be upfront, it's one thing that I think a lot myself definitely included is that's been a real weak point for a lot of 
business development and leaders is really understanding the analytics. And sometimes people joke around like numbers crunchers, accounting, analytics aren't really necessarily extroverted people, 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 uh, people persons. Um, but you took that knowledge and you are a people person. And so I think that's pretty neat because uh, a lot of organizations or individuals don't necessarily transition with that skill set. So that's that's really neat. So Don, now you're with Blue Shield of California and you've been with them how long now? I've been with Blue Shield of California for two years now. Okay, awesome. And so we're recording and are gonna release this episode during open enrollment. And there's some new things coming down the pipe with Blue Shield here in California. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, one of the, the things I'm most excited about is uh, we created, um, in Medicare, we created this uh, partnership with working with AAA of Northern California. And what's exciting about it is, you know, you get the opportunity to be a little bit creative here and then provide some services. And, we, and we're calling it our Blue Shield Inspire, uh, you know, product in Northern California. And so we've got an HMO, um, we've got PPO as well available. and. The nice thing is with those benefits, we're able to actually, you know, include not only the, you know, what we all would know and love and be familiar with is a AAA membership, 24-7 roadside service and all of that. But there also there's some nice safety, um, educational coursework for seniors involved with that as well. And just a really, I think, nice uh, brand affiliation. So we're super excited about that going into, into 2021. Yeah, that's great. I just read about that uh, preparing for the episode. I know seniors as we age, um, you know, driving, it's something they really love to do and want to continue to do. And we never want to get to the point where we have the keys taken away from us. Um, so from what I read, you mentioned like the driver safety and just kind of re-education on certain things. That's really neat. Has AAA partnered with you guys in the past? Is this, I know it's a new plan, but have you guys done any work together or is this a brand new partnership altogether? This is a new partnership altogether, and you know it takes a lot of uh, work from both sides of it, of each organization to kind of bring something like this over the finish line and get it to where we are today. So uh, I'm just really proud of, of you know kind of what my team has done and, and what our organizations put into it, as well as AAA of Northern California, because I think it's going to be um, something that's going to be really meaningful to seniors and. Uh, you know, we've already, we're seeing some excitement and interest in it uh, as we put out, you know, a press release on it. And uh, so now it's just about, you know, kind of starting to, you know, bring members into that and, uh, and, and learn from it and, and continue to hopefully grow that uh, partnership. Definitely. And uh, I'm actually based in Southern California, so I hope uh, it's successful. And then maybe uh, in years to come, it'll come down to Southern California as well. What else is uh, new in 2021 or things you're excited about for 2021? Yeah, I, you know, I would say that um, it, it's, it's things maybe we've heard before, but like there's uh, hearing aid benefits, vision benefits, uh, you know, there's over-the-counter um, benefits that we have. Silver sneakers is, is also another really important item. And from a popularity perspective, I know that's something uh, that, that we like to talk about and make sure that, you know, the seniors are aware of you know, telehealth, acupuncture. Uh, chiropractic services, uh, a physical exam beyond the wellness visit, yeah. and um, even home meal delivery service is another area where 
you know, we think there's some some opportunity and some, and some traction there. So it's those types of things together, along with just who we are as a company. I think, you know, back to, I mentioned Blue Shield of California being a taxpaying uh, nonprofit. We cap our our operating income as a company to 2%. The rest goes back to customers or the community. And, you know, our North Star as a company is, uh, which is really the reason I'm at Blue Shield of California, is to create a healthcare system that's worthy of our family and friends and sustainably affordable. And I love that statement because if you really think about it, at the end of the day, you know, we want what's best for our family and our friends. And that's what we aspire to every day at Blue Shield when we're creating these types of partnerships or putting programs or services out in the marketplace. So uh, it, it's exciting times for sure. Yeah, and you mentioned uh, your plans are named Inspire. Um, and so just uh, again, prepping for the show, I noticed that. Has Blue Shield of California ever used that term before for a product or is this a new term and how did it come about? Yeah, it's a new term like any, like you probably would imagine, we just were going through opportunities and ideas that might be out there. And, you know, one thing for sure with Blue Cross Blue Shield plans, you know, you got to make sure that you're really attending to the brand and making sure that you're protecting, you know, that, that Blue Shield brand. And so it just seemed to be a nice fit and really, um, you know, I think we were inspired about the pipe, the partnership and we, we, we look to inspire and really never stop in what we do, uh, for our communities. And, and so it was just seemed like a really good fit and we all agreed to it and said, all right, let's go with it. Nice. And so I know you guys, as you go with it, um, you're going into or solidifying your presence in other counties. Can you tell us a little bit about your expansion throughout the state of California? Yeah, so um, we're in 18 um, counties today, and we continue to look for for opportunities to um, you know grow and make sure that we're adding more and more counties and full counties to our service area. And so um, you know, partly with even like the AAA of Northern California, it, it's making sure that we're uh, differentiating in some areas where we thought there was an opportunity to do so. And um, when we talk about other high quality provider network areas um, include, you know, expanding into all of San Luis Obispo and Santa Barbara counties, um, includes network agreements with Sansom Clinic and Cottage Health in Santa Barbara County. And so um, that's a little bit about, you know, our expansion. And we also know that, you know, Medicare for us is a real um, continued focus area for growth. There's about a thousand Californians that age into Medicare each year. And as a leading nonprofit plan, Blue Shield, you know, has a unique opportunity to continue serving more and more uh, Medicare beneficiaries. So, you know, more to come as we continue to create products and services and set ourselves up to uh, meet um, the needs of Medicare beneficiaries throughout California. Awesome. So, Coming up with expansion ideas, new products, exciting, right? One reason you joined Blue Shield was the ability and history of execution. And so you're building out new networks, expanding counties, and developing new products, but there's got to be challenges with that. And so I wanted to ask you, what are some of the challenges maybe behind the scenes that people may not know about when it comes to this expansion or developing these products? Well, I think, you know, as we think about either um, new or different provider arrangements, or we think about partnerships like, you know, that we're, that we're folding into our products and services, it's just, I think there's, um, 
making sure, I think, one, that there's really clear alignment up front around, you know, what's our North Star, what's our mission as a company, and what's the mission and values of the companies that we partner with. So we we look to do that first and foremost. And then it really is about there's so many um, great opportunities and things that we hope to move the needle on and do. It's just making sure, I think, that we um, focus on partnerships like the AAA of Northern California and not only get it to market, but make sure that we really pay close attention to it, learn from it um, as, we're, as we're expanding it. Because we're one thing, you know, I kind of mentioned you know, never stop. That, that happens to be one of our taglines that we use quite a bit as a company, but it means we're gonna be persistent to make sure again, that we're doing everything we can to provide affordable solutions and, and products out to our marketplaces and get to that place where healthcare is worthy of our family and friends is sustainably affordable. It's a never ending focus for us, but along with that comes just the challenges of making sure we're delivering um, just high quality healthcare um, in a, an environment that can be, um, is not only competitive, uh, but can be uh, can be challenging from uh, just making sure that your uh, services really truly meet the needs and maybe the the upcoming needs of seniors, um, or for that matter, any line of business that we have. And so, when you think about uh, things like virtual care or telehealth, you know, I think pre-COVID, um, people were aware of those and maybe would use them sometimes, but that's an example of something that's accelerated yeah. quite a bit with COVID and people have become familiar with it, aware of it. And so now I think, you know, for a health plan like ours, we're thinking about how do we make sure that we continue to uh, evolve that and expand that and make that easier and easier for folks to be able to use. Yeah, that makes sense. I think you read my mind, uh, Don. I was going to ask about telehealth and uh, the acceleration. I actually had my first virtual visit because of COVID. So um, I'm very familiar with that. And obviously you're expanding telehealth in 2021, which is great. Now, before we uh, get to the end of today's show, I wanted to ask you a little tangent here. So you also are a podcaster and I wanted to ask you what inspired, since we're using that term today, what inspired you uh, to start a podcast? And also as you answer, or before you answer that, I did hear one of the episodes and you've had some pretty big guests on already. So tell us, tell us more. Well, thank you for the opportunity. Uh, it's it's pretty exciting. So we, uh, my team and I were inspired to do the podcast because we wanted to do something that, you know, frankly, wasn't just about our company and our products and what we're doing. There's so much we do there that we're proud of and we love to be able to talk about it. Don't get me wrong. But there's also big topics out there and really thoughtful leaders, as you know, um, through your podcast that, uh, I wanted to make sure that there was a brand and a voice to be able to collect that and, and have some dialogue around it. So to your point, we had some great first guests on it, more to come, but um, it's called Healthy Dose of Dialogue. And it really is about uh, looking to talk to leaders and people that are, are focused on transforming healthcare. And it's been a great way to just um, have some conversations, take the dialogue maybe in a, in a certain direction and get, um, understand where people's heads are around what it's gonna take to transform healthcare, what's actually happening out there, what are the perspectives on what's important. And so we started with you know, Elizabeth Mitchell of Pacific Business Group on Health, we had a, a top consultant, Cecile Chang from 
uh, Willis Towers Watson, who's the U.S. commercialization leader there. And then uh, the last episode that's been aired, and there's a couple more recorded and to come, is with Raj Singh, who's the uh, CEO of Accolade, a personalization service, uh, you know, across the U.S. that we, um, Blue Shield actually has has a, a relationship with as well. So it's been fascinating to hear kind of what's top of mind for those leaders. And that was really the point is to create real true thought leadership out there and uh, and make sure that we're always using it to listen. I'm a big believer in outside in. You know, I mentioned when I went into sales, it was a big deal. I'm always curious about what folks are thinking about from the market perspective and then using that knowledge to then, um, you know, set up organizations and ourselves for success. Awesome. Well, pretty, uh, pretty good start there, Don. How can people uh, tune in? Yeah, it's available on Spotify and Apple Music. Uh, go to Healthy Dose of Dialogue and please do subscribe. Take a listen. There's more to come. And, uh, you know, we've also got, um, you know, a Twitter social media that'll keep people updated on it, Dose of Dialogue, and then also a LinkedIn sort of section as well called Dose of Dialogue. And uh, check it out. Yeah. And give me any feedback. Awesome. Very good. So as we uh, get to the end of today's episode, Don, um, is there anything else about Blue Shield we haven't covered yet uh, for folks listening in who are mostly healthcare professionals, some may be consumers of, um, or customers of yours, members? Um, what else about Blue Shield should people know heading into 2021? Yeah, I think what I would say is um, Blue Shield uh, is continuing to look at how healthcare is evolving and you know, back to healthcare that's worthy of our family and friends is sustainably affordable. We're not there yet in the country with healthcare. And you know, there's frankly a lot at stake and a lot of turmoil. And so what I would say is um, to anybody, a consumer of healthcare or employers out there looking at healthcare, make your voice heard. Um, share feedback on what's working and what's not, and you know, demand the best because I think there's many players in the healthcare ecosystem across all different types of line of business lines of business that see this as a time of truly transformational change. I mean, I've been in this industry for about 25 years, and uh, we're going to see, I think, over this next year and next two years so much more change than we've experienced even in the past decade, and it needs to happen. So I would just say, make your voice heard. People are listening, and, uh, and then we'll, we'll look to uh, continue making, you know, hopefully big moves to improve healthcare for everybody. Awesome, Don. Well, hey, really appreciate you being on the show again. And what's the website where people can, I know they can Google Blue Shield of California, but what's the direct website for Blue Shield? Yeah, it's www.blueshieldca.com. Awesome, Don. Well, hey, really appreciate you again joining the show. One thing I like about Don, folks, he uh, he hopped on yesterday to test everything out. And uh, there's a lot of times there's technical difficulties behind the scenes, but he was actually getting prepared. And so that was neat. And um, so I just want to say thank you, but you're a pro, so pro podcaster. So that's probably why. Um, very good. Well, folks, if you want to learn more about Pop Health Podcast, check us out at pophealthpodcast.com. Find us on YouTube, Spotify, Stitcher, or Apple Music as well. Thanks for listening. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to another episode of Pop Health Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode. And if you have and want to check out other episodes, visit us at pophealthpodcast.com, iTunes or Apple Music, Spotify, Stitcher, and now YouTube as well. Take care.